Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. You're now listening to MIA Radio. Who put this thing together? DJ Kev, DJ Zayas. Let me holler at my real Miami motherfuckers. You always want to grow as an artist, DJ, producer, the whole night. So you got to believe in yourself 100%. And then I think it's a process that everybody has to go through. Like you got to feel confident in order to do it. Yo, yo, yo. Yes. It's MIA Radio. We're back. DJ episode. DJ Zaya, DJ Kaz, episode 62. 62. 62. And we got a special, special it Sounds guest. crispy because we're in a studio. We're in the studio. We're in a real official. studio right here. We're in the heart of Miami right now with the one and only I Am Chino, or is it Chino? Yeah, DJ? yeah, yeah. What's up? <laughs> MIA Radio. Oh, man, you know, so many names. Some people call me right. Chino. Some people call me DJ Chino. Depends Some people call me I Am Chino. Yeah, the, so most the, most the most winning. The most winning. Don't forget that. That's one. about to be Croncaton. Croncaton. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, with the energy. Coming okay. in hot. I like good. it. I like That's it. good. You got to let them know, man. Yeah, That's man. We're definitely going to get into Croncaton. We're going to get into all that shit. But, I mean, I've known Chino since, like, Probably the day I started DJing when I was like <laughs> 15. Damn. Chino put me on countless of times, so I definitely got to shout him out first and foremost. Put me on from back in the day. A lot of people don't know. He always looked out for me, so got to say that. I but appreciate you, man. And then look now how, how life is now. I'm right. interviewing your guys' radio <laughs> show right here. So, you know, we keep it moving, keep it grinding. That's how we do every day. Facts. Exactly, and exactly. I want to I start with that, like, because I, when I started DJing, you've already been DJing yes. the all ages. So, like, how'd you get into DJing? How'd you get into all those house parties, the warehouse parties, yeah. the salsa well, lovers, all that shit? Um, I st- well, I, I was born in Cuba, in Havana, Cuba. I came when I was uh, 11 years old to Miami. My mom had the, um, the opportunity to win the lottery, but to, to come from Cuba in, uh, in 97, uh, to win the lottery, it wasn't like to win money. It was yeah. like to win the visa, the visa right. to leave right. the country, right? So that's how I got over here. So I had to learn English and the whole thing, you know. So my family's always been a, like a like a party family, you know, just like right. any other Latin, especially coming from Cuba, like Caribbean, you know. So there's always a lot of house parties. My dad used to be in the band uh, in Cuba. He played congas. And my uncle, he's a musician as well. He plays piano. So like there was always music influence around me nice. since I was a little kid. I, now when I get older, I start realizing that more and more because when you're growing up, you don't really yeah, see it. Exactly. But then it I look at normal, pictures man. back in the yeah, day. Yeah. There was always a lot of like house parties in my house. Uh, you know, people used to make like a lot of food for everybody. Like they, uh, somehow, way, somehow the party always end up at my house in Cuba. Nice. And then that's how I was growing up too. Uh, when I got here to, to Miami, um, you know, I was going to school uh, in middle school. I went to West Miami, shout out to West Miami, and then uh, South Miami for high school. And then just being around Miami scene, and I used to look at a lot of DVDs back in the day. Uh, I think it was so so cool, like how DJs were like scratch, you know? Like right. Back in the day, there was yeah, like more say like DVDs, you know? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Jesse Jeff and all these big DJs that, that were doing it. I didn't have no clue about DJing or like making records or anything like that, you know? But I just knew that always caught my attention. And my dad used to put parties in music. He was always like the one that was playing music back in the day in Cuba. We had cassette players, so we would record, you know, and the cassette and then play it back. But right. I was always like trying to catch on what was the new song. 
and Cuba at that time there was a lot of like nineties uh house music influence. Like oh, a lot shit. of like the Euro Euro nineties, right. you know? Yeah, like the uh Mr. Vane. Yeah, and all a that, lot like of those it. big like pump up the jam. It was like Rip the nineties, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah like the nineties sound. But that was like a lot of like the, the rhythm of the night. Right. Like those big records will will definitely touch over there. And then you had like obviously like every my parents, my mom, everybody, she used to jam to like Mark Anthony and like all these big salsa singers. And she would be cleaning the house. So there was always a lot of, like a lot of influence, like I said. So the, how it started was my cousin, um, he he wanted to start like a DJ company too. So um, I was already like doing my little gigs, like house parties and stuff like that. Like just kind of like family parties. So people would be like, oh, just, you're going to bring the music. So I had like CDs back in the day. I had like a bunch of CDs cause, and records that before the digital era you know before yeah. Serato and the whole thing everything was mostly like CDs and then like old, old records so I would go to like record shops there used to be a record shop on Bird and like 90 something I forgot the name of it but it used to be a, they're like the only record one of the only record stores here in Miami and then um, just kind of like linking up with all the DJs from all the high schools and stuff like that and in the house parties we, we, we started decide to throw our own parties because I feel like we could put ourselves on the flyer and like right. promote ourselves. So in from the there, on, from there on, you're already like you already had the mindset of like, all right, if I'm gonna start DJing, I'm gonna network with these guys. I'm gonna yeah. work with these guys. Like it was definitely like a learning experience and seeing what other DJs were doing it at that time that were bigger than me. Yeah. But I will always wanted to be like them, you know. Right. But I I said in order for me to gain respect a little bit, and I gotta start doing my own thing as far as throwing my own parties. Right. So that's how all it started. So we decided to like form like a crew to do parties and have promoters, but everything started just for fun, you know? It's organic, but, yeah. Organic, like, you know right. what I mean? And then back in the day, it was harder to promote because you didn't really have like a lot of social media you right. have nowadays. Word of mouth, calling people. like Yeah, actually. and it was mostly like hitting people up and then like just passing out flyers. Yeah. We used to pass out flyers like in all the, in the high schools. And like in like the middle schools and like also like when people will go to the event, we'll grab everybody's phone numbers, uh, emails. I mean, you had AOL yeah. back in the day, so the email thing wasn't that big, but mostly it was phone numbers. And we'll have like a team of girls that had sidekicks back in the day, the text messages. Yeah. <laughs> so like pretty much we'll always get the same crowd coming back because the parties like we used to turn up in the parties. So like. People loved it, and then it just kept spreading from high school to high school, and then like created a name. There was another people that were already doing big parties like uh, Digital X, right. On Track Joe, you know they were doing like um, On Track promotions, and then that's how I started kind of like getting in the scene, learning how did they do it, and then meeting them. Right. And I would do my own house parties, and then they have meetings, and then they kind of brought me in. They're like, look, we want to bring everybody that you that you already have in your parties when we do the major parties we could partner up right and then you guys could have like your own room in like a big club you yes. know what i mean i remember you guys yeah. did space one year you, you and chronic had the entire one of the entire rooms all spanish music yeah that was and that's like a, a that was time, like bro. the thing because like we always want to play like open format yeah. you know what i mean because being like you know, like the songs spanish was big but it wasn't as big as it is right, right now you know right, like, right. so like me being um Spanish, I like obviously you gotta you gotta represent what you do, but like I will always play open format because there was more gigs at that time. Yeah, with that sound, especially in the two thousands, also with the up tempo music right, right, right. and stuff like that. But uh, I always 
always like in my sets i always put like a little spanish flavor into it and then um chronic be he's funny because he being around all the hip-hop guys he will be like playing like all the best reggaeton records you know <laughs> shout out to chronic so we started doing a party at salsa lovers on 97 and bird that was uh like one of the hottest parties like I, I think locally for like that area of Southwest area, and you know, like for Kendall. Pe- for people that don't know, Salsa yeah. Lovers was like a bank, kind of a, a banker home yeah. that, that taught Salsa lessons yeah. during the week. And then on the weekends, they would rent it yeah, out Yeah, so we'll rent it out. And then uh, with my cousin that had the DJ equipment, um, we'll just like make it into like a nightclub with all ages. Like there was no alcohol. And then um, there was just like crazy lines. So that was kind of like how everything started. And like, for, people, for people that don't know, this venue was located like in a very like suburbia area like it wasn't downtown this wasn't like yeah. on south beach this yeah. was like, like in the middle of where all the of like where were. we grew up it's yeah. like in the like in so this was like in know? the neighborhood like yeah so it, you guys were doing all that and i mean it worked for you guys because everybody lived in the surrounding local, area yeah it so. was local i mean mostly the people we used to get was like south miami uh westchester yeah and then we used to schools, southwest right. like was really close to that venue mm-hmm. and coral park you know like like yeah, if we had like three or four of those high schools we should be good because nice. we had like i mean pretty much we had every weekend we had like over like 800 to a thousand people every, every week, week you know like some some weekends were insane like when At like capacity. Was, yeah capacity we had a line that went around the block no ac no ac it was hot <laughs> as hell bro but we had we had a blast and that was like a way of like building our name there right. then we brought in promoters eventually some promoters took over that party we we kept going to doing bigger things but we were still part of the party but they kept throwing it just to keep bringing the fresh youth, right. you know, and we'll bring in guest DJs too, and a bunch of up and coming artists will go sing there, like perform too, you know. But it was just a fun time. I think this was what, like around 2000 and I want to say I probably say five. Yeah, 2005, 2006, around there. Yeah, around that time, and then around that time, there was also like I was like I graduated when I was 17, so I was like young, uh, finished high school, and then I went to Miami Dade for like two months but i was like damn this is like i don't really want to go to yeah. like college i want to do something that but yeah, obviously with moving. my parents yeah, you know i was already making money the Latin not parents. djing not djing because i would pretty much i wouldn't even pay myself but i was part on the business side so i will make if i if everybody take a hit i'll take a hit but the nice we make money we make money but i didn't pay myself right. as a dj i was just more like a business, business partner yeah, you know what I mean? and that's where like i think the entrepreneur thing i like started kicking in since i was young of like doing events but also trying to be a partner in it and like um then Uh, smart because some some people just like they get caught up in the scene and they just dj and they they just sell tickets to dj exactly Exactly. that's it and then no but i always i always let the and i always try to help djs out too like i mean zaya used to do a lot of gigs for me got to a point you he'll do like his little set and got to a point that we were doing what thing he started doing his right, own yeah. headlining yeah. sets in our parties and when i wasn't there he would cover and then when i was there i'll still let him rock with me right. together it was mostly about just showing everybody about the the unity and the vibe but we had so, like our own squad right that we like we, we like like that we fucked with you know you can curse in here yeah, yeah of course you say whatever the fuck you want <laughs> you know bro. What I mean? and then but like you know like hi had their own click with yeah. their own djs then you had like Kendall, then we had like we were more like Westchester, and then like that. But we always try to put our DJs on like right, the because right. the ones that used to go hard for us in the promotion and the and the and the parties, 
And then, like, you know, that's what it worked out every time we do, like, a big club because everybody kind of had their own room. Yeah. But it was, like, one massive party. You know right. what I mean? So people can go. You had the electronic people. You had the hip-hop. You the had Latin. The, the Latin. You know what I mean? And the reggae. So, like, that's how, we'll, like, everything started, like, from that. But um, I will also DJ when I, obviously, I was trying to get, I was already doing a lot of, like, the all-ages parties, but the goal was to start doing, like, more college parties. Right, got you. Because, you know, we're getting older, get you got to kind of right. grow, go with the, with the, with the youth, with the crowd, with right. the crowd yeah. So then, um, there was a club called Metropolis. Right. That was huge around that time. Shout out to Manny. Like, he gave me a lot of opportunities, so he gave us a room, and Otto being one of my main promoters that, Shout out to Otto now. Otto, he's former, like, he's former like, guest. Yeah. He's, he's on the podcast, yeah. bro. Oh, we, yeah. had him on. we had him on. A, yeah. Yeah, we had him on a few months Otto's ago. Otto's my boy. Shout out to Otto. I'm so happy for what he's doing. He got the he whole dice thing. And then he's always been a hustler. And even when he started with me at the beginning, I, he was like one of the, the, the guys that will always sell the most tickets, be on time, had the most promoter, promoters. So at one point I told them, bro, like, we got to partner up. Like, you yeah. need to, like, do your own thing because you already, like, you selling more tickets than me. You know, I'm yeah. just putting this shit together. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, but, like, I always give opportunity. And then eventually he went and did. So we did that party together at Metropolis because he already had the crowd that was turning 18. Yeah. So we were like, yo, we can move to the next step. We could do the all ages, right. but we need to keep growing, you know? Of course. So then, um, so we took over the Friday night at Metropolis. Well, it was a lure. It was a, a room that they gave us that there was, was there. There was five rooms. There was five rooms, but we had the uh, allure room, which was like the like the like the back room of Metropolis, and then there was all the all the parties going on the same way. But it was like a it brought a lot of big crowd because it was such a big club. Yeah, the club was massive. Yeah, and then um, so so we that's how we started like doing like more like the college parties, and that's how I met uh Mike, which is Pitt's manager. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's how I started working with Pitt because they used to go to the clubs to promote the music and then I met Mike passing out CDs and I knew Ideal and I knew Robin that they work with Pip but like right. I didn't really have like, a close relationship with them but I knew them who they were because we used to do parties together. Got you. So the people I used to always DJ with was like Obscene, Chronic, Ideal, uh, Rascal, Seasons, you know, like that's what like the main DJs like that we had at that time that were like around my age right. that we used to do and then you had the Zayak, and then you had like the other up and coming the like younger, younger DJs, you got know you, what I mean? Got you. But there was a lot of dynamics. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had like a little thing going on too in uh in the raw was and them. Oh, uh, Tiro. Tiro and, and then yeah. they had like a good following. They used to do a lot of warehouse parties too. So we were always connected to the, like the city. And then in Hialeah, you had a bunch of guys too. Oscar was big in Hialeah too. He had like other other schools. So moving forward, that's how I transcend from the all ages to the college. And then that's how I met Mike. So when I met Mike, um, I guess he seen like I was hungry, hustling, and then being Latin and he's Dominican, we connected real well. And then he's like, look, uh, we're trying to like break music. The nights are here, if you can play the record. I was already a, a, a fan of Pitbull. And you know, people don't understand that Pitt was out like every yeah, night. Pitt, of course. Pitt was grinding. Like Pitt was... At every club, he was at Deep. He was he was everywhere. Yeah, like, he was everywhere. He was you know, busting like, his ass. All and, the like, DJs get his shit. Yeah. With them and knew. I, I yeah. already knew who Pitt was because obviously we. If you're from Miami at yeah, that you time, heard you had heard to hear him on something because he had so many like mixed remixes tapes. and mixtapes. So yeah. like, he was already like coming up grinding. And it's funny because uh, we went to the same high school together, and I grew up uh, like two blocks away from where he used to be out of the time, which is I grew up on 67th Avenue and 21st Street. 
And he used to be in the barbershop, 67th Avenue and Coral Way, which is 24th Street. Yeah. So I used to be in a barbershop and I used to see the tapes, but I didn't really know them like that gotcha. until later on that everything like started like to click, circle, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, but like I always had a lot of respect for him. Being Cuban, especially from Miami, like being and the thing that he did, uh, he, he changed the game, you yeah, know? Yeah, he did. So then that's how I met Mike. So I would be just hustling and stuff. And then we used to throw all ages, big all ages at Madhouse too. He came there to perform one time. I remember like those parties were big too. There's a lot of stuff, you know, like I'm going back. Memory yeah. has been like 15 yeah. years, yeah, more yeah, than 15 yeah. years, probably like 20 years. No, not 20, but like 15, 15 yeah, right? yeah, like 15, 15 years. 15, yeah. Yeah. So then um, that's kind of like the whole, like how I got it in the all ages with, um, to the college and how I met Mike, which is Piss manager. Shout out to Mike. And then uh, that's how I, when they brought me in to, um, since they were always like trying to like hustle music with the DJs and stuff like that. He brought me in with Robin at uh, the time to do an event that Pitt was going to be at. That's the first time I met Pitt like formally, you know right. what I mean? Not like in a party or like, yeah. It was a listening party that he was doing for one of, I think the only album that he had out was the first album, which is the Miami album, yeah. And then um, I went to an event. It was on the beach. I think it was in a hotel. I can't can't remember the name of the hotel right now. Uh, Across the street from, um, um, what's the street right there where the SLS is at right now? Uh, Collins. Yeah, like no, it's 15, like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, around there. There was just, there used to be a, like a little hotel across the street from the SLS. They had like a little lounge that I forgot the name of. And then we went there. It was like a little listening party. And then I met Pete officially there the day. He's like, oh, he's a DJ. He's been helping, supporting the music. Ah, bro, we said what's up. He's like, oh, let me get your number. The whole nine, boom. And then we stay in contact. And like three days after, he hit me up. He's like, oh, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, oh, come out here. So. We started like we clicked right away. Me being Cuban, he being Cuban, you know. Right. Me coming up, I was hungry. He was like hustling, and then we just started building a relationship more than just the music. Just right. be like, oh, so you got here from Cuba? We started talking about the story. You know what I mean? Which is he's big on story, and I, as I get older, I feel like your story is everything. I mean, for everybody, not just for myself. That's how you start. That's how you come. Uh, the opportunities that you get to come over here and and be able to do this. In, a, in this country, you know, especially yeah. coming from Cuba. So then that's how I like, me and him started hanging out. Huh? And then I ca- I brought, got, I kind of got brought into Team Pitbull, which Team Pitbull was like the people who would just always be supporting Pit yeah. for all the events. Started DJing a lot of events for them, started doing a lot of private events for them. And then just coming up little by little, that was kind of like how I met Pit and the All Ages story, you know what I mean? Right. Like, and then moving forward, just bunch of years just grinding like so you you were you you started you came on board on team pit you started grinding yeah you were like kind of at the bottom but you built this relationship with pit and then eventually there was an opportunity where yeah so um i I had i had like real jobs i mean i'm saying real jobs djing Mm. is a real job now (laughs) but like at that time you know i was doing um i had like I worked everywhere, man. I worked at Arby's. I worked at Win Dixie. I worked at uh, I worked at the Youth Fair. Yeah. I worked at Best Buy. You know, whatever, I was on the grind. Took, like I was just took. DJing on the side. Yeah. But you know, I was getting like two fifty, three hundred bucks to DJ, like yeah. one gig a week. It right. wasn't like enough. So then uh, um, I was living with my parents. 
thank God. And then, but I had to pay my car, and then I wanted to move out, and the whole thing. So I always had the side job, but at the time, like the mo- it wasn't like they yeah, you making to, that much I, money. Everybody's I mean? been there where you know they kind of have a little. Yeah, they know it's like like a part time thing, but exactly. it's it's what what keeps you afloat to like. Yeah, and it's like else. what you love to do. So at the exactly. end of the day, like. Um, that's what I was doing every time. So then I got a job at a hospital. I worked at a hospital for like three years at Miami Hospital. For like so when I was 18 to I was 21, I worked there. So when I was 21, I was just like, damn. Like, And then I, I was always meeting with people was on the road. He would come back. He'd tell me stories and shit. And I would learn a lot. And like, you know, he was growing also as a career. So yeah. uh, he's like, yo, you know, it's going to be one time that you're going to decide what you got to do. If you really want to do the music thing, you got to put 100% into it. Even if you got exactly. a job, you got to just risk it and give it all. You know what I mean? But when that time is right, you will know. Like, he didn't tell me quit right away or nothing. You know what I mean? So when I was like 21, 22, I started getting a lot of gigs, started getting a lot of stuff during the week. You know, like, I was working like four or five nights a week. Yeah. So I was, so like, I was working a lot, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I used to call him to do yeah. help me with a lot of stuff, too. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean? So I was like, you know what? Like, I need to like... You weigh out let your me, options. Let me, yeah, let me just... Because I was already making enough money that I will make like working the three, four yeah. days at the hospital. But in the hospital, I didn't have time because I had to like... And then I was getting there and I was like half asleep. Yeah, you we, know, I was like, you know how it is. It's like, uh, I was yeah, like... We, talk, I just we talked about it on the podcast. I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like nah, nah, with other fine. people like that, like yeah. everybody gets to a position where you're like, you have that, that day gig and you're like, man, like this one... Wednesday gig pays what I would be making yeah, in a week. Exactly. So you're like, fuck, I don't want to like. And then when you make the leap, you make the jump. Like sometimes I did it when I I didn't have a secure. I wasn't making the yeah. same of what I was making, but I knew that in the you know I went in debt and whatever. In the long run, it you know it paid itself off. So of course, of course. But that, I, like you said, when you see it, when you know, you know, and then you just you know you you make the jump. So yeah, no, and I had to do it because. I was like, okay, this is my, I think this is the right time for me to like boom and then working at the beach, working at all this like uh, in the Grove, like yeah. all the college parties and stuff. Like now it's time. I already have some money saved up, you know what I mean? So I was like, let me just do it because yeah. if I don't do it now, it's never, never going to happen. Exactly, you know, I'm just going to exactly. be stuck doing something that I don't really love to do. Right, right. So I did it. I made the jump. Thank God. It went well for like a couple of years. I was working a lot. And like once you're out every night, you start meeting other promoters. Mm-hmm. You start meeting so you get more work. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I did that for like a couple of years. And then it got to a point I was doing a lot of stuff. Like, And I was covering for Irie. Gave me an opportunity to work with him too. He had a company called Art- Artist Related back right. then. That we used to book DJs. <coughs> it's kind of like a scam artist, you know? Right. And then... They brought me in. I was covering a lot of gigs for Irie, open for my gigs, but I will always keep my Spanish club. Like, I will always do, like, bongos, like, once a month or okay. stuff like that just to keep connected to that crowd, even though I was working at the beach right. doing, playing more open for my, right, like, right, right. at that time, it was more, like, electronic music yeah, and hip-hop. That's you know when I moved I mean? to Miami, yeah. and I, I remember your name. Like, I remember seeing, you know, I, I did my research on everybody, and I would see you, kind of like we said, you would be doing stuff with Irie with, like, artists, yeah. artists related. Artists related, yeah. And then I would see you, that you were still at bongos, and then yeah, I knew yeah. that you were still, like, connected. We used to do Louis yeah. like on Thursday. Louis Thursday. That I did the dinner party for Philip Chow. For shout out to Michelle, Tommy Pooch. They put me on that party. That was all Iris Connects, you know. Right. The Delano on Tuesdays. That was like straight R and B hip hop. Right. Cause I would like adapt myself to whatever crowd. Like being an open for my mm-hmm. DJ. Yeah, you, you guys know. Like we just gotta like, but um, just gotta follow the crowd to exactly. rock. You know, exactly. that's what we're there for. We entertain is a lot of DJs. 
not to get off the subject, but a lot of DJs think that, oh, yeah, I'm a DJ, I'm cool, I want to play this. It's like, uh, you're wrong because mm. you're, you're an entertainment, you're providing a service. Right. So you got to play for what the crowd wants. Because if you're playing two records back to back and nobody's doing anything, then you're doing something wrong. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that's one thing I learned playing for so many different people, so many different crowds, you already know how to get the people going. Especially in Miami. Especially in Miami, yeah, because they have so many options, yep. you know? Like, they just like, they're going to fuck with you or they're not, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you and the promoters, they're going to come and be like, yo, like, what's <laughs> up? Like, some, I mean, the funny thing is, like, every promoter in Miami thinks that they're DJs. Like, oh, yeah, they want to come and tell you, play this, play. I'm like, bro, is the, is the crowd rocking? Are you yeah. making money at the bar? Okay, right. go get people in front of the door. Like, <laughs> right, right. I used to get into mad fights with promoters. Not fights, but, like, arguments. Because yeah. they would just be like, oh, I want you to play. I'm like, bro, yeah. you want a DJ here? You DJ. Yeah, they you just want to say something like, to say something. Yeah, but you know how it is. We all go through that. Because course, as young promoters, and, like, and I had promoters also come tell me, yo, you can't play no pit. I'm like, oh, I see. If I can't play pit, then yeah. don't book me, nigga, because yeah. you know how much I love. Like, that's what it is. And then, then when pit got hot, then I'm like, yo, of you course. play a pit song? I'm like, I already know. You know how it is. But it's funny, you know? But, like, it's just stories that you live and you learn, and then you just know who's who, you know? Yeah. Some people show love off rip. Like, pit used to come check me out at a lot of spots, a lot of parties. He'll be like, yo, pull up. I'll be like, yeah, this promoter's cool. Come through. you straight. The other one be like, yo, don't even show up here. This, good, yeah. this guy is whack. Right. And that's how, that's how you, like... You know, like you had a yeah. celebrity going to your party yeah, at that they, time. And them knowing that you're connected yeah. with Pitt, like it makes, yeah. it benefits them in the long run, you of know? Of course. But yeah. you know, some people just don't care. They're just assholes. Like, yeah. Oh, fuck. So then that's how I kept kind of like always being in the mix with the Latin and the open format and the hip hop. Not so heavy in the hip hop, but like I will play cameo sometimes right. and stuff like that. I know that crowd will go there. They love more hip hop. And then that's how I kept building the name little by little. And I, and I did a lot of like events. For, I think I work with like mostly ninety percent of all the promoters in Miami. I play like, thank God, like all the venues, all the clubs. And then I started like um, uh, going to meet Pit uh, on the road too. He would take me out on the road. He'd be like, "Look, come so you can learn how like this thing." He was kind of like preparing me. He's like, "When there's an opportunity for you to be on the road with me, I think it would be amazing because it's gonna expand your mind." And it's gonna take you to a whole nother level being so many cities, so many yeah. places, and you're gonna see music from a different perspective, right? right. So and then there was an opportunity that uh, DJ Buddha was getting off the road, and then uh, he's like, there might be an opportunity for you to jump on the road to do shows. I would, I would already done shows with people, locally shows. Like okay. sometimes you tell me, yo, come help me do this show here. But like little smaller venues, like clubs and strip okay. clubs and shit like that. But nothing major, right? And then, uh, but then Saif was uh, in LA. Uh, shout, shout out to, out to Big Saif. That's my dog. Yeah, DJ and Eric City Deluxe fam. too. Yeah, fam. And uh, then uh, Saif was kind of, at that time, he didn't have, like, he, he got off the air 106, uh, Power 106 and stuff like that. So Piz, like, you know, Saif showed so much love from day one. He's more experienced. Let me just give him a shot to be on the road. He's going to make some connects. He's going to transition to a producer. So... I told him, bro, no problem, you know, because Saif is family too. Right. And then he's like, but I want you to come also learn the show with him and the whole time. So then Saif went on the road for like a year. He produced a couple hits. He produced a record back in time. I remember uh, that. Men in Black. Black. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then I, I think he he, he kind of like, the role wasn't for him like that. Like it was really, really, it's, it's yeah, really it's stressful, intense. you know it's what intense. I mean? And yeah. then Saif, he kind of like decided to step back and say, you know what, I just want to stick to producing, doing my gigs. I'm like, no problem, you know. I was just there on deck, whatever yeah. they needed. I, but um, 
I still I'm cool as fuck with Saif. That's my dog, and he showed me so much. He he learned. I learned a lot from him. So then that's when I stepped in. It was like I think around 2010. Okay. And I. Everything happens for a reason because I think I was prepared at that time because I already did all the clubs in Miami, all the stuff. I already kind of built my name a little bit so I could leave and then come back and people knew who yeah, I was kind of you weren't in the losing, city. You weren't losing your residency. Yeah, because like, I was like, you just if, you, if you go on the road too early and you never get to yeah. rock the clubs, sometimes they're like, yeah, he's just an artist DJ, but he don't really know how to DJ. Like They don't know yeah, you it happens like, a as lot. a DJ. You know what I mean? Lot. It was good timing too because yeah. around that time, like the, the, the scene, shifted scene too. was changing. Yeah. The, club, yeah. the clubs were closing on the yeah, and then that's when Pitt really started to taking like taking off worldwide. Like right. around 2009 yeah. is when he really like started exploding. But like 2011 is when like the new record came that was number one. So I got to go on a world tour. That was like amazing. Right. You know what I mean? So then I learned the show, the whole thing. Went on the road with Pitt. So now I'm on the road with Pitt. Now it's like a different. It's like a whole different scene. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm on. I'm I'm traveling every day. Like, I, like you know, I got to watch what I eat, like like waking up early, waking up late, uh, going to sleep late, my bad. Like, it's just like your whole life changes. Yeah. yeah, like, so you got to like, at the, the first couple of years, it wasn't easy, but because, you know, I gained a lot of weight. And then I started like figuring it out, like, oh, I got to get my, like, my health on yeah, point. Yeah, people you know? don't realize. Drinking a lot. Yeah, like, people you don't know, realize. It's a lot of like shit that takes, and then I just mm. get in the gig. Yeah, you know, and people tell me to yo watch your way this and that because he already understood, you know. But me, I was just like, I'm fucking touring, I'm <laughs> yeah, going yeah, you're, home, you're, you're, like I'm like I'm drinking out. every day. I mean, who getting loose, you know. Yeah. So, but like you, you got to thank God I, I went through that with him there coaching me because I mean it happened to a lot of people like that you can get like sick and stuff like that because of the your liver, your shit, everything, like depression. Like, and I mean, there's a lot of artists that you don't lot, even yeah, look so out for you. You don't like sleep that. right, you don't drink, you, you don't, don't you don't get nothing, enough sleep. You have to know how to like control handle your body. Exactly. So the first year and a half, two years, it was like I was walling out like in a good way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was always on time. Thank God I, I was on point with my work, but I was just like enjoying all of that. And then it started going to like people always inputting me like yo you have to like dj in school but you got to produce like all the major djs have become producers you know what i mean look yeah. at like little john dr right. dre like all of these guys so i always started getting my head but i didn't know how to play any instruments or nothing but dealing with pit and dealing with musicians on the road i started like learning a lot of like about instruments like music counting theory. counting yeah. music at, like the bars like right. arrangement you know stuff like that and you know we we shooting the shit now like I'm giving you like the the small rundown, but it it no, takes course. like years, years and years, shit years. Of, of preparation and learning and fucking up too. Like I'm going back, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I remember because I used to use. I don't know if you still live there, but you used to live close to me, yeah. so I would go to his crib and then like you were on the road, and then one time I came came by to 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 chill and like you all you just play like this this arrangement of keys and i'm like what the, in my head i'm like how the fuck this guy just learned how to play yeah. the, the i mean i didn't learn how to play like uh, by ear you mm -hmm. just got it like i think you put anything Programming. you wanted exactly but what helped me out a lot was because on the road uh his keyboard player georgie like he's like another cuban guy that is like my bro too like we all like come up together and he being on the road so me and him teamed up and uh, me being a dj that i knew like the sound and the vibe and then we started making beats together but he's a real musician so i would tell him yo i want you to play this, like this right. so i learned like how to like like do that with him and then we started creating music we started creating music and then started like showing pit music but like at the beginning obviously you making beats and piss like yo don't show me any beats yeah. bring me songs Fun, you know right. what i mean and that's why a lot of young producers they make a lot of beats but it's like 
you got to bring up, yeah, yeah, you want records that have at least an idea. The so concept. Then, I mean, it's all development, you know what I mean? Like, and then, but thank God we've been producing for like almost like 10 years now, like with me and Georgie, and we've been successfully on the Spanish game, obviously learning from other people producers that we work with other like songwriters being in the studio with Pitt helped me a lot on the production side as far as uh being in the studio with pharrell williams yeah being in the studio with jim johnson being in the studio with with timberland you know what i mean being in the studio with all these major producers and people always take me to the sessions and be like look listen how they talk how they present the records how they, you know it's yeah. so many little things that take place that it's just you got to live it in yeah. order to absorb it. Fact. Some people might just be like, oh, yeah, I was in the studio with, with Pharrell. I'm chilling. Like, that's cool. But I'm like, I'm nah, there. I'm like learning. Yeah, right. like, every little and button. That's, believe everything. it or not, I apply that to stuff today still. Because I remember something that he said that day or something. And I watch a lot of interviews on YouTube and stuff like that too. I think for any up and coming producer, DJ, artist, YouTube is like, the, it's free. Yeah. You go up there, you can find See, anything. Every you know? like, everything. It's like, so then that's how I kind of like started producing. Thank God we were able to produce after a few years. We produced a lot of records for Pitt that went number one and other artists as well. And then we won a Grammy. On a, right. We forgot uh, to say Grammy yeah, award Grammy winning. Award winning. Know, fuck Chino. <laughs> we got to re-record. Yeah. Now we got to <laughs> yeah, go back. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> we get there. You know, everything yeah, takes yeah. time. But like, um, yeah, I was able to win a Grammy with the team that I put together as songwriters, producer. Uh, not just me because I wouldn't have been able to do it by myself. Shout out to all the artists that believed in the records that we did. Everything I think is a team effort, teamwork because you can't do everything by yourself. Yeah, you might have a vision, but you need a team and stuff to execute it because I feel like if you you it's impossible. Only few people probably yeah. said that did everything by themselves. Yeah, you but know it's, what I mean? I mean, and I guess I, and you're human, so you need you need a team like to help you execute the vision. Of you course, know what I mean? Of course, and obviously dealing with Pida is a major brand that also people are going to pay attention to a project like that because if we would have done it with somebody else maybe it wouldn't have gotten the same recognition you I know mean everything I mean? everything about a team is you know you need different ears you need different ideas and, and everything comes together and if you guys obviously everybody in your team has you click with them because you have the same mindset so if you exactly. guys are working on a project exactly. it's a lot easier to go forward you know but like, I learned a lot you know like it was a process of like two years working on the records trying to be ahead of the, the game with the sound mm -hmm. because I feel like, you know, especially working with Pitt that's been in so many rhythms, so many great music, uh, great records, and then he's always trying to be on the next thing. Right. But sometimes you got to time it so it's not you're not too ahead because if not, it's like, yeah, it's not going to work. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, being in the middle of everything, I think we executed it the right way. He put 100% into it and every other artist was in it. And then the album got nominated. We didn't even, you know, we were just like, whatever, it's a nominee. But then we don't realize it's like, damn, this is like a big, it was kind of like a, a graduation gift because you don't win any money if you yeah. win a Grammy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, like Pitt says, my kids can't eat Grammys. You know what I mean? But it's a good recognition as a producer for me and then my team and everything that we did and all the effort that we did. I think it's like, okay, now we got this. Now we know we could do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like gives you more empowerment that, and the confidence of like the sound and the mixing of the records, the arrangement of the records. So we did that, and then uh, that was 2006. So you see, like it took it take it, it, it take it take years. You no, know, I mean, course. not 2006, um, 16, 2016. 16, right. So it, I'm just giving you like the run, but it's many yeah. years of hard work that we put in and studio nights, late nights, and learning and going back and forth. And I know, I mean, like 
ever since knowing you, you've been like a hustler, like yeah. always grinding. That's nonstop. always been my shit. Like, so yeah. I know, like, and Pitt and all of them are, are the same way. So, yeah. like, I know you guys would be on the road, always recording on the bus, always, on, on the hotel, yeah. like, right in the living room and shit. Yeah, like. yeah. I mean, it's amazing to see how he he does it, you know. And then I just learned from him. Like, that's another thing that's helped me out a lot in my career, learning how he deals with people, answering emails, mm-hmm. treating people the right way, not getting letting fame and money and power get to your head i think that's one of the most important like a lot of people they have a hit record and they're like oh i said i'm yeah. shit i made it cool sad. like that's straight though but like you know that's not gonna get you anywhere else if you want to be somebody i think you want to be somebody that's gonna be a like legendary not just you're known for like one hit record right yeah it might take time for you to get one hit record from one and then you get like another year to take another hit record but it doesn't matter as long as you're working with a purpose Mm -hmm. that is more than just to have that hit record you're just doing music for fun and people the music is getting out there regardless if it's the biggest hit or not you're still feeding and you 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 you're making you're building a fan base that's the most important i mean you're as long as you're fresh in people's minds and you're putting up People Product. don't know if their record went gold or platinum yeah. or if it's number one. They just hear it like, oh, he's doing it. He's dropping videos. He's doing this. Right. That's At just the same how people, time, you know what I mean? I mean, like, he, something just to kind of piggyback. Um, I mean, and you could obviously add to this, but like there's been records that Pitt puts out that don't hit here but hit in yeah, Europe and hit exactly. in, in Africa and hit exactly. everywhere else. So it's like, you know. No, and records take time. Time, like, you know, like, exactly. like Like now I think like. We're not to get off the subject of the story because we're going back and forth, but since we're talking about this now, I mean, you look at the Lizzo story, the yeah. record was off like, like two, two years. years. Now yeah. the record was number one on Billboard like right. a couple months ago because I think now, like, and Pitt says this, I'm like quoting what he says, we live in a society that everybody wants an instant gratification, everything, Instagram, everything yeah. is instant. I think like good stuff doesn't happen overnight. Right. It takes years and years of hard work I'm putting in doesn't matter. It's the same thing with a song, you know? A song might be a great song, but if it goes out and nobody listens to yeah, it, you don't have the first two weeks you're yeah. like, okay, cool, it's not a good song. No, it doesn't mean it's not a good song. It's just like, it's not the right timing. It's not the right, it's still a great song. Some people are gonna like it. It doesn't mean that's gonna be the biggest hit at the time, but might come back six, seven months. We had records like that that yeah. come back, like Taxi, for example, we did Taxi. They leaked it on the internet the whole nine. It took like seven months when the record came back. It was like, you. those are the best records because yeah. it's already built seven months with no money, no push, nothing. So people love the song already. So when you come back with the record and then you already have a story, oh, look, this record's been out for seven months with 600 million views on YouTube. You know it's going to be a timeless song. You know Fine. what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not just gonna be like one of those songs like the 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 company's promoting for three months on radio. You hear and it, and then it, it does it doesn't it doesn't get heard any again, again. And I feel like a lot of pit records are like that. They take a long time to break, but they're timeless. You yeah. could play any pit record, Little John, and the certain artists it's that you crazy know. Crazy because we always say that like like especially us being DJs like throughout the years the music has changed like there's been waves that come in and out, but somehow and it's not because we're from Miami and biased, but yeah, pit yeah, yeah. always. Yeah, those manages to maintain to stay relevant. I mean, yeah, we've we, we played every- relevant is the most important. We, we played everywhere, and like, I mean, you play a pit record, and it's just like a timeless record. It's like a party. Yeah, it's a timeless party record. No yeah, matter yeah. the genre, what if, if it's a hip hop era, like you play, you play Kulo, and like people are gonna fucking dance. Yeah, they love it. No, work, that's like. a, that's another record that took time. There was no internet back then. Yeah, right. there was no. So like, you know, like, and I I feel like. What he says is true all the time. It's like 
back in the day, now people like they like they have all these metrics. Oh, the record's not researching. The record's this. They're telling you everything that is not gonna work. Mm -hmm. It's like what happened when you didn't have none of that, and yeah, there was still yeah. the records were bigger. Yeah, yeah. If you think about it, like all these Michael Jackson records, mm -hmm. all these Bon Jovi records that are like '80s classics. Yeah. You didn't have nobody to tell you that if it was working on radio or not. It was just great music, just and people would line up outside. To get the record, you had like yeah. 500 people outside every time a record came out, you know, because we had the, those are like real fans of yeah. the music, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel know. like now people go look at your Instagram, they're like, oh, he don't got followers, he's not, he's not doing anything. Like, it's like, that's just like, what happened if you take Instagram now oh, from everybody? Yeah. What's going to happen? Because a lot of artists, to be honest, I'm not saying anything, they, they're popping because of the Instagram. Instagram yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not because of the music. Yeah. Because shout out, that's a weird oh, hustle. True. Like everybody got their own thing. Yeah, Some people got shine. bigger music, and they don't even have five thousand followers. Yeah, you know I don't what I mean? Think like people realize how hard it is to have hit records consistently. Exactly. Like, and I, m I remember, like I had always known, like Pitt was big, and you know, being from Miami, like I kind of had a biased opinion. But I remember when you were when you guys did the Vegas residency. Yeah. Oh, you and went. I, that's and, right. I, and I was out there, and I saw. I was like, yo, yeah. I looked at the crowd, and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. All these white people getting up, saying yeah. "Dale" and like all this shit. No, I think Pitt like definitely found his lane, and he trust me, everything that he does in the songs, he is him as a person. Right. That's why it works for him. You know what I mean? Because that's just what he is you know and he took it and he's been able to stay consistent and relevant in the game because he's an artist he's not just a rapper or a reggaeton artist or you know he's an artist so artist being an artist he can do what he does in every genre every yeah. record and everything that he's doing you know what i mean and i think he's touched he's put his little um i would say like a granito arena like yeah. you know in every genre pretty much because he's touched everything he's everything and now we're going to do country music so get ready yeah. oh, <laughs> we sure. got a record with black shelton that oh, wishes this so okay if anyone could do it is you guys yeah for sure. and i mean pay you know he's just always looking for the next thing because he he he's that person that yeah. he he's a leader you know when you're a leader you try to lead you not just do anything that everybody's doing. You could do that school and we could do that all day, but what is the next That's thing nice. that, that people are gonna talk shit about? They're gonna hate you for doing it. They're gonna not they're gonna think that you're never gonna do it, but then when you do it, then everybody rise up. Right. You know what I mean? That's yeah, just but, what but that mark that market is is insane. People don't know it. Yeah. I, I did a festival. I did a festival in Texas, uh it was like a military thing and like I opened up and I played like just whatever, but when yeah. the headliners got on, bro, those people were, and those are true fans. Those are fans that yeah. like come to your shows, buy your music. and, and Amazing. That's some amazing. Uh, no, and then they don't let anybody just in like that either. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like we, we're thing. working our way there because Pitt has a clean brand. Thank God for many years that he's worked hard, but yeah. like, you know, and then this is the, the first big opportunity. We've done the country uh, uh, awards, the the festival, and, um, the big TV show with, uh, the CMAs. The CMA, we done it with uh, Tim McGraw okay. one time. But, you know, and then Pitt had a huge record. I mean, Timber, Timber was, was considered, considered like crossover. a little bit like on that on that country lane, but more pop. Okay. So he's already been like sprinkling that sound. But I think like now he's, I mean, you guys been to the shows, you guys seen the shows. Like if you've never been to a Pitbull show, you definitely got to go see it because it's an experience of, it's a and story. It's like a, yeah, and it's a world of, of music that meets yeah. in one amazing energy stage with beautiful dancers. It's like a rock concert, you know what I mean? Yeah, for me, is a rock star, you know what I mean? Yeah, he might, people might consider him an artist, but the amount of energy that he brings, the amount of uh, hit songs that you see back to back and the energy 
with the live band, the rock breakdowns that we put in our show, it's, it's like a rock star, yeah. you know what I mean? So that's why I think it fits perfect on this lane, you know, like the up-tempo, like party fun music, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And uh, speaking of the, the next shit, the new yeah. shit, you got a shirt on, Kronkathon. Yeah. Kronkathon! Here we go. You got to do so. it right. So now, so like, oh, I mean, we've been talking a lot about my stuff. Thank you guys for all the questions. And then uh, for the people that don't know now that are listening to uh, MIA Radio, um, so what I've been doing since I've been DJing for so, so many years, producing for so many years, you know, I, you, you always want to grow as an artist, DJ, producer, the whole nine. So I've, I'm a big fan of like, uh, Little John, uh, Dr. Dre, Pharrell Williams, all these big DJs that then became producers, then became artists, you know, at the end of the Diddy as, uh, as well. So I was like, you know what? Like I need to put out music in an artist way. So people look at me differently and not because um because it, not because i think it's cool i think because i'm doing the music why not brand it as an artist like right. uh, like a calvin harris a david guetta uh you know dj snake and mostly like a little john you know so i started decided to put out music like five years ago i started putting out my name on records that i was involved with with my vision and the whole nine and you know just start releasing records releasing records and then i have had success in some of the records but i'm doing it on the spanish side because i think on the Spanish world, there's not really anybody at that level that has done it. You know what I mean? And no disrespect to anybody that's out there doing what they're doing. I just think that then they're not really at the magnitude of like you're not selling out arenas. Right. You know what I mean? As a DJ in the right. Latin world, yeah. I mean, there might be somebody that has the same vision. And I, I, I know a lot of guys that are producers that are doing it now. Shout out to them. I was one of the first ones to do it. Man, you know, shout out to Alex Sensation playing skills. Shout out to Tiny, you know, Dimelo Flo, all these yeah. guys that like that's I think that's great what they're doing because it makes the the whole movement bigger. Right? Cause I can't do it by myself, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like I was early on that, you know, so like people don't understand that yet because it's not like in the EDM DJ that you have a hundred DJs that do it. Right. You know, on the urban world, you got Khaled, you know what I mean? DJ yeah. Drama. Metro Booming. Metro Booming, you know what I mean? Uh, all these big producers that are doing it. But, like, only a few of them have been able to really take it to the next level, like a Khaled, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like, become becoming a brand. Become that person, yeah, exactly. that brand, exactly. And uh, as, an, as an artist, you know what I mean? And then, that's my vision for, like, I've been had that vision for many years. And then, pick also be like yeah why not if you already doing it doing it but so then i started just putting my name on records because i was producing the records but then i was like you know what like not everybody's putting the name on the record yeah. so now i gotta go a step further you know right. what i mean like because yeah you always try to like be different than anybody else because that's what i love to do even if i failed i i said i want to do it first because i that's my vision yeah. you know what i mean and it's not about failing because it's you when you fail you, you learn, learn. Yeah. and then like exactly and then you're like okay it didn't work like this maybe it's because of this maybe because that doesn't matter because at the end of the day you're putting out some product and you're creating fans like we go back to it yeah. like if three people listen to your record you, i did my people. job exactly. exactly it doesn't matter you know what i mean so I never took it like, oh, it's not gonna work. You know, like you always have to have the mindset, okay, this one didn't get to where I wanted it. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. So I had a big song in 2016. 2016 around there that I did was called I Me Dios. Right. With, which was my, I mean, I had some releases before that that were like kind of like in the super independent. This one, I actually put it on, on Pitt's label, Mr. 305 Inc. We did it right with like a big video and the whole thing. Right. You know, I had Yandel, Pitbull, Chagall on the record. 
that was like my really like first single as an and artist. That was I Mi Dios, right? I and it was crazy because the record went huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh shit! Like, what do I what do I do now? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I wasn't prepared. You know, to be honest, like I still play that one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, shout out to all the DJs that support that record. That's play an amazing. I, that's like I still play Cita Garro. Yeah, Cita yeah, Garro oh, was right. the first one. Come on, bro. Like, you know play. what I mean? That, that's bad, what I'm saying. Bad. I didn't want to because yeah. I, I did that before. But it was just like now. I mean, it was more like okay, like now they're gonna put a budget behind yeah. it and the whole thing. You no, know exactly. I mean? Like I mean, me as a yeah. as a DJ and as a as a listener, Citagarro was. I love that record. Yeah, it was, Fito, it's a huge, shout out to Fito yeah, Blanco, my boy from Canada and, and Papayo. Huge party record, like yeah, huge energy. Ma, merengue, and merengue. then when when Amigos came out, it was dope because it was like the breakdown into yeah. the parties and and yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. So it's no shout out Chacal, shout out Yandel that you know believed in the record and people, but you know like I think everything happens with timing. That's why I was like, okay, now it's time for me to do this. Um, let's do the the video, like the vision, the whole thing. And then the record went so big, thank God, you know, we won awards with the record. We got nominated for a bunch of stuff. We we got nominated for I Heart Music Awards, like Best New Latin Artist. Now That's they're looking dope. at me as an artist. I'm there with CNCO and shit, like in the nomination. Yeah. And then in the other one, Best uh, Latin Collaboration of the Year, I'm in the same table with Jay Bobby and Ricky Iglesias, everybody. I'm like, shit, how did Damn. I get here? I don't <laughs> that, that goes to show you what one song can do, you right, know what yeah. I mean? So, like, when I started doing all these things, I'm like, it started opening my mind like I'm like yeah like this is the wave because this is what's gonna make my brand bigger to be able to do more shows and start touring and stuff like that this is the wave so that happened it took me like a year to be honest because that record was so massive that we were involved with so many like events around that mm -hmm. that and then I put out I started putting out more records but I wasn't really prepared for I, I don't think nobody's ever prepared to tell you yeah I prepared to have a hit record yeah. like they never like especially that song at a magnitude thank god that song is already like eight times platinum in the US it's about to be diamond it was number one in like 30 countries I was like a blessing you know I'm like that's like a major record right. even for Yandel and Pitt you know and yeah. Chacal so like that was like crazy experience I learned a lot Met a lot of people, you know what I mean? A lot of people that I don't talk to now, a lot of people I still talk to now, you know, <laughs> because you know how it is when you have a high record, you're yeah. high, everybody, like you're going to yeah. have a lot of people, but that's good because you get to meet and you pick and choose and you know of who's course. who. And then later you're like, all right, cool. The next record doesn't do the same numbers. Yeah. You already know who's going to support exactly. you or not. Exactly. But that's fine, you know? So I feel like I had to go through that to be where I'm at right now, creatively in a space of... I did a record with Farruko recently with Justin Quiles, Farruko, Kimiko, Tramega, that I'm like, you know what? Like, at the beginning, I didn't like my voice, to be honest. I was like, nah, my voice is annoying. I'm not, like, <laughs> talking, you know, like, on records. I'm not doing that. I was like, Kali shit. But then I'm like, bro, I need to do that. And yeah. then there was one person that always tell me, you got to do it. And his name is Mike Blumstein. That's my boy. Like, he's Austin Mahomes' manager. Okay. And then he always be like, bro, the same thing that you, like, because, you know, I will play records for people and I'll be like, man, hype in the studio. And I'm always saying the most winning. Yeah. And I got like these funny sayings and shit like that. We all like talk about it. Like some people make fun of it, but people love it. It's like a lifestyle, right? Yeah. So it's like, you got to do that in the records. But I will like, I didn't see it. You know what I mean? So when I started writing on records, like in the studio, I started getting more comfortable and I started like doing demos for other people. You know what I mean? Like, let me sing this song. Let me let me rap on this beat. Let me just to pitch it to other people. But then it's, I think it's a process that everybody has to go through. Yeah. Like you got to feel confident in order to do it. Yeah. And especially yeah. you're being a DJ and a producer, you're probably like, damn, I'm not really, should I really yeah. be doing no, this? No, I but think it's like you got to believe in yourself right, exactly. 100% and then 
obviously we do it already in the clubs yeah. every night hyping the crowd and do it but now when you put it in a recording you gotta hear yourself you might be like ah, i don't know it sounds it sounds weird it sounds corny it sounds weird it sounds until like it's a hit exactly like, but the thing is i'm like why not do it like everybody's done it like look at uncle luke you know what i mean like uh, all these big djs from back in the day they were putting their their energy and the hype yeah. in the record little john everybody so i'm like okay cool so then i started recording records and i'm like fuck it i'm just gonna do it like it takes you know a lot for you to say okay now nah, because some people are gonna be like and i don't care what people say because if i think of what people say like yeah, i will not have been course. nowhere right, <laughs> you know what right. i mean but like oh this nigga want to be an artist now this and that i'm like yeah, yeah nigga why not right. like like what are you yeah. doing Take you know what i mean exactly level. exactly you have to so then um i did it on a couple records and then uh they didn't sound that bad and then i started playing it for other people and some people are like yeah i, I think it's jamming it sounds good lighting urban you know it's not a, like i'm not trying to sing like mark anthony right but i'm just trying to make Being stuff you. that that i love to do that goes good with my tone and my character so putting out a couple records this and that i put a verse on this record put the name on of the artist on the record the whole nine i stumble across the sound right which is like the thing that we are here today too to talk about because um i feel like i was in the studio with akon right doing three records with akon shout out to akon he's a homie he's he's so show love support me from day one too and then um he's like i'm playing him all these records that i'm that i've been making that are like like super turn up like latin records right yeah. they're like they're like crunk records but right. in spanish right and then i'm like bro they, I'm, I'm breaking it down to him but i didn't really have the the name what i wanted to call the right. sound right so he he's the one that gave me the name he's like nah bro you should gotta be called croncaton and i'm like <laughs> damn and, I, and at the moment it like it, it hit it me clicked. but it didn't hit me I'm just like, yeah, for sure. You know, I'm playing the record. And then I'm like, damn, nigga, like, this is it. Like, <laughs> this is, I mean, the great story. I'm, and I say it in every interview. Shout out to Akon. He gives me the name. Akon being a super legend. Right. And he knows business. And he's like, he's like, I'm doing Afroton. Because like, he's from Africa. <laughs> you right. should got to be Kronkaton. So I'm like, damn, you know what? I ran with it. I did a logo to it. I I did a trademark, you know. I did the yeah. business move yeah. ASAP. I did the. Not I did the that. It's crazy because yeah. you, you say Kronkaton, you already know what it is. Yeah, like exactly, which is good. You and don't have to explain. What Kronkaton is is more than just a sound. It's more like I wanted like a movement. Yeah, like a movement, like a how would I say, like a lifestyle. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's really Latin music that meets crunk music, and it could be. I mean. Anything could be croncaton as long as it's super turned up. You yeah. know what I mean? But I'm branding it in the songs with the croncaton. I am Chino, the most winning. And then I'll, I'll be playing you guys some music later tonight too about it so you can check it out. But I'm super excited about the sound just because it has a lot of energy. And I feel like Latin music, I produce Latin music for other artists. Right. And I saw, but I think like we are in an era right now that the music has no energy. To be yeah. honest, even like the big trap record, there's only a few records that you know that they're doing it. I'm not gonna say everybody, but there's a lot of music in the clubs that we all see it as DJs that there's no energy, Flat. especially when the EDM is not being as popular because EDM had a lot of energy. Yeah. Now it's just like monotone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. The Latin like, music is going how like the hip hop music is going like just yeah, laid it's going back. straight R&B, 
like dance hall, like you know, like you got these big records like Tebote and you know all these big records, but there there's not a lot of energy on the records. If you it's good to listen yeah, to it's it more vibe and shit. to vibe, yeah. but there's not a lot of shit that when the shit comes on the club, you're gonna fucking lose your mind. And right. that's I feel like that's who I am as a person, cause always when I DJ, I always try to get that out of people. But now me being able to put that energy in the songs that I'm doing, I'm like this is my shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like and then I. I mean, out of respect, because Little John is the king of crunk. We have a great relationship with him. Shout out to Little John. When he came down here to, to work at Live, I'm like, yo, John, pass by the studio. I got the sound that I want you to be part of. I want you to tell me what you think, just to get his co-sign. You know what I mean? On the thing, he came to the studio. He listened to the record. He's like, yo, man, like, shit sounds crazy. I think you're up to something. I'm definitely, we're definitely going to collab on some nice. stuff. So that was already a big relief for me, like saying, okay, coming from you. If he co-signed there, yeah. He co-signed, like, and now I'm good. Now, I don't care what people say, you know, I don't care what fuck, like, I'm still going to do it. But yeah. I got Pitt that really likes it. And then and John, John come on. and there are the ones that really used to do crunk music yeah. early, you know what That's I mean? Because right. Pitt used to do a lot of crunk music in the early days. I feel like it's like early Pitbull meets Little John, but Latin. That's kind of like the vibe that I can yes. describe. And be, I grew up on that. We all grew up on that, on that crunk like music, the, like yeah. to the window, to the wall. You know, I don't yeah, give a fuck buses, shit. Like, yeah, yeah. I love that shit. So like, I feel like it's a perfect timing to bring that whole wave back in the Latin world, which is what's popular now, right. and who I am right. as a person. And I will have some Spangly stuff, okay. but mostly it's gonna be like it's gonna be ninety percent Latin. Okay. You know what I mean? We want to hear so Pitt, Pitt on one of those yeah, old school definitely, verses. Definitely. We talk we're, about we're, it. We're gonna, we're we always, some stuff like we that. always talk about Pitt. Like they don't know on that shit. Like and yeah, I mean, I, bro, I still listen to Unleash. I still listen to yeah, like yeah, yeah. all the old mixtapes and like Pitt on that. On that, I'm hungry. I'm and and yeah. you know you kind of like. I mean, we're waiting. Like we want to hear that shit. So and we definitely got some stuff coming like this year. The thing you gotta understand that pay is a different markets now that it touches so many people. So, but don't 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 get it fucked up. Of that nigga will still spit some crazy yeah, shit. No, no, you guys gotta listen to a now song, we, the winning song that yeah, I did on the that, on the on the, yeah, on the record, album. Yeah, the first record. He went off on that yeah. shit, but it's just like he knows that he does that for fun. fun you know exactly. what I mean? Because like the big big records are different because you touch so many people, so many little kids around the world. We, and stuff. we like completely understand. I mean, you know what I mean? We sound, I mean, th this is like me. Yeah, yeah. No, this is me being like fans. the, the no, true. He and he loves, and trust me, when we yeah. get together, we we pump that shit. Yeah. We love that shit. And, and, and I think I want to do a project with him only just about that. You know what I mean? Like just for the for yeah. like those people that are always talking about you know that shit. You know, you know what, mean? what I've like, always said? You know what you I've know? always said? Like you remember when they do they used to do like ring the bells or like those big concerts? Yeah. Like if Pitt was to ever do a concert where he does like only MIMA MIMA Mike, yeah, like yo, I'm there like front row, like definitely. No, but we're definitely some planning like some stuff during the tour that we got coming up. We're definitely gonna add like a section of the of the tour. Yeah. So we've been talking about it. So, so all the people that have been waiting for craving for that pit. Yeah. old school yeah. shit we're definitely gonna nice. like we're gonna nice. we're definitely gonna give you what you guys want soon nice sir. and then yeah man like Croncaton, i think it's it's a sound it's a lifestyle i definitely want to get it popping with the djs the vision is to get it in the club scene mm -hmm. in the festivals not really looking at radio right now yeah. all the digital platform i met with radio i played it for radio the guy from radio loved it. Obviously, it's too early for radio, but look at trap music two years ago. Yeah, the, the, all these guys, Bad Bunny, Anuel, yeah. you know, I can't help. 
uh, De La Ghetto, Ozuna, they were doing trap music and people were like, oh, we'll never play that shit. And then now, all of a sudden, it becomes big enough on a movement. I think that, I you know, you have, to, you have to pull it because it's what people want, you know? And I exactly. think me being, coming from like the big radio record, like I Mi Dios, thank God, right. like that was an amazing record. I opened a lot of doors. It's like, I want it, me as an artist now, I don't want to, just be like oh no i, I, I want to come up from like from the from the from the bottom bottom as far as like and go back to like the same formula like what pitt did with the djs and going to the clubs and doing the thing because i feel like that's missing right now a lot of artists that just put out a record and expect the dj to yeah, play man, yeah the dj's gonna play if it's a hot record and you're popular but you're never gonna create that relationship with the dj right you know like how we always had and thank god i'm a dj as well and i'm still gonna dj events and parties but i'm just gonna incorporate certain shows are gonna be just straight performance certain shows are gonna be djing and performance you know gotcha. what i mean yeah. or certain shows are gonna be just djing you know yeah, what i mean it depends a lot of people don't want to do that work they just like you said yeah because instant. i feel like instagram it goes back to instagram they're like oh i put out a record yeah when you're hot you can do that for so long but then what happens when you don't have two hot records you never build that relationship that's why a lot of people still show love to pip because he has a lot of those great relationships with like over the years that even if he was on top Whatever you needed, he was there for you. You know what I mean? Like, like he he always says it's slow, but for sure, exactly. grind. It's like like he says it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Marathon mm -hmm. all day, man. Yeah. But yeah, man, we're looking forward to hearing uh, the Croncaton yeah, movement. Yeah, man. Croncaton, you gotta do it right. You gotta <laughs> do it with the energy. Cronk Cronkaton! Yeah, there you go. Now, nah, but thank you guys so much for nah, the opportunity you know, of you, uh, talking MIA Radio, and uh, shout out to everybody out there that's listening right now from Miami and that's not from Miami. I am Chino, the most winning. DJ Zaya, DJ Kaz, I said it right, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No Zia, there we go. Finally, bro, finally. Nah, nah, but uh, let for us real, know, Let us know you your, uh, your handles, where can people follow you, what's... what's yeah, everything is uh, I am Chino on Instagram, uh, Twitter, um, and then uh, my website, IamChino.com. Okay. Uh, I'm rebuilding my website right now. But yeah, mostly on my Instagram, that's where everybody, like, right now is uh, I, I am Chino. Okay. And then... um. Yeah, man, just look forward to dropping a lot of new music this year, um, especially Croncaton and some stuff that's not Croncaton as well, you know, because you, I feel like you got to feed everybody's taste. Right. And then um, I got the first single, shout out to Fat Nick. He's, uh, he's, okay. coming, he's coming out on the project. I shot the video, so the the song should be coming out in the next couple of weeks. I'm already lining it up. Nice. That's going to be the first single of Croncaton. That's dope because Fat Nick has, has a huge following. And yeah. A lot of people that don't know him, like, on social media and then on SoundCloud, like yeah, exactly. that dude sells out tours in Nashville, yeah, like everywhere. Definitely. People don't know. No, though, shout like. out to Fan Nick. He definitely. I mean, he's from Peru. A lot of people don't know this, and me and him been friends for a couple of years. But I'd say when I have the right time mm -hmm. for you, for us to do a collaboration, I want to get you on something, and I think that he fits perfect for the nice. Croncaton because Croncaton is for the youth, it's for the kids, yeah. for the turn up, and I feel like he's already doing like those type of festivals. Right, so, right. And that's how I want to keep it. Obviously, I'm going to have the OGs like Pitt, Little John, Akon, yeah. but I want to keep it fresh with the, the young people nope. that are not so big yet just to nope. keep the sound on the ground and not yeah, and just like throw like a big superstar on it right. because it's not gonna the kids nowadays they don't really give a fuck about yeah. that shit they just want shit that's gonna be cool the yeah. movement you know what I mean like and then I feel like with that sound this is where I'm going after I want it to be everything about the live show mm -hmm. not just about you know what I mean? If it becomes the biggest record, as yeah. long as when I do my live shows, I want people to turn up. And that's what I, I want to bring. And one more thing, 
one more I said one more thing like Jamaican <laughs> Jamaican one more thing one more thing you know what I mean and then um um no it's crazy because when I'm telling little John the story how I came across the whole thing and then I want to put this out there he told me one thing that stuck with me and I'm like damn you like absolutely right he's like now you're not just doing music to do music and to do a hit record to do a song now what you're doing with this sound that I can hear it you put in your spirit in the songs yeah. so when he said that i'm like that shit is fucking crazy <laughs> i didn't even know like you would think like i mean little john yeah. like he's a really smart guy shout out to john but i'm saying like um he's been able to kill it with his brand and be where he's at so many like hits and over the years keeps being relevant like you say you might see him on a sipping line commercial yeah. you might see him jimmy johns you know like Fine. but like he, he's amazing he's in vegas he always shows a lot of love, but he's one or another guy that also like pit that they always know how to pivot and keep it relevant and what's going on. When he told me, I'm like, you're absolutely right because now I feel like this music that I'm doing, Croncaton, is yeah. me in the song. And yeah. that's the energy that I want to give that's to dope. people. You that's, know what I mean? I think that's, dope, a, yeah, that's the way to win. Like exactly. when you're doing you, when when you're just trying to do something just to do or it, or doing something that everybody that somebody else is doing that you're trying to do yeah. it. Yeah, you'll like give that, up easier. Right? Which is cool because I've done those records that are like the sound like something else, but it's like it's not gonna be the same, you know. And then when yeah, you, you do what it. you do, it's like I, I'm never gonna run out of doing these records because this is me. I could yeah. do a hundred of them. Right. You know what I mean? Like. Right. That's fire, man. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you guys man. again oh, for having me. Thank you, bro. And, uh, Chino, thank MIA you, Radio, man. We out of here, bro. Global. Peace.